Welcome to the PNW Property Podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Stella. And we're both real estate brokers here to cover various topics and questions that you may have about real estate. So uh, we'll just jump right into the rose and thorn. Stella, you want to start? Yeah, let me talk about my thorn. Uh, So about a week or two ago, I went to go see a house at Bering, which is about like 30 minutes west of Stevens Pass. It was like a beautiful three-acre property. Um, small house, about a thousand square feet, like two bedrooms. Um, the kitchen was, has to be gutted though. It was just like a lot of work. Um, only one other person put an offer in and, um, I didn't. And every morning I wake up thinking about why I didn't do that. Um, it was at a great price. It was like two fifty, and I'm sure the guy who put the offer in got it for less, but yeah, sometimes when you see an opportunity and you, and you miss it or, you know, you get a little sad and <laughs> you know, a little after that. So that's my thorn. I keep thinking about that property and how nice it would have been to stay there in the winter when I'm skiing or Airbnb, but that didn't happen. So, yeah, still still looking. Nice. Where's Bering? Um, 30 minutes west of Stevens Pass. Cool. So you were just going to buy that place and then rent it out when you're not using it and yeah. use it as like a ski cabin? That was the idea, yeah. That's awesome. That's a good idea. Yeah. Kind of bummed, though. I wish I put an offer in, but I didn't, so... Um, anyways, that's my thorn. Um, my rose is that summer is over. I know this is not a popular opinion, but it was just so hot this last summer and it was kind of brutal here. Um, I didn't have AC, so there are a couple, you know, a couple weeks of just like sweltering in my sweat and <laughs> being <laughs> miserable. Um, and going to showings was really tough because a lot of the, most of the places we looked at, uh, didn't have AC. So it was just like, you know hot in the car, hot when you got out, hot inside the showing, and then I'm just sweating. Um, so, yeah, super super glad it's, it's cooling down. Dude, some of the houses, like, you go there, and if it's 100 degrees outside and no AC, you're yeah. just literally sweating. And, like, their windows, like, weren't open, right? It's, so it's brutal. Like, oh, it's awful. It's like yeah. you're just, like, walking in the sauna. And then your clients also don't like it either. They're like, it's too hot in here. But I'm like, no. You're trying to convince them. It's like, yeah, it's like this is only a couple days a year. They're like, no, this house is haunted. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's, way, <laughs> it's way too hot. Yeah, which sucks. So, anyways, those are my rose and thorns. Nice. Well, what are yours? Um, yeah, so I guess my rose this week, I mentioned before on one of the previous podcasts that I have this condo that it's been pretty tough to sell, but, uh, we got, we actually got a buyer under contract and, um, it's looking promising. They, they're, they are financing it. Um, but they, they're going to use a a lender that typically does loans for, uh, like manufactured homes, like a mobile home. And so apparently they have like less stringent requirements. So it's, it's looking promising. Um, but the property's not a mobile home though. It's not, it's a condo. It just doesn't qualify for most financing. Oh, weird. Yeah. Um, do you know why that is or? Yeah. So it's because, um, one owner owns more than 20% of the units. Oh, sorry. You're saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And you wouldn't know that, but that's one of the requirements for the fed that they when they buy the loans on the secondary market Mm -hmm. they it has to adhere to those requirements so yeah it sucks um i guess my thorn would be for that same property we found out like a day after it was under contract that there was a water leak in the bathroom no yeah so like yeah that could obviously blow up the deal but uh, they, they're pretty understanding. So they're, we already fixed the toilet and then we have to replace some drywall. 
um, but we're going to get it done. By but your buyer is like so cool with it though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we had to write in an, a, a new contingency Yeah. and they said, you know, replace this. We're entitled to a second inspection. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get it fixed. Uh, not all, not all is lost. Yeah. That's awesome that your buyer's sticking around for that. <laughs> yeah. That would have scared me for sure. Yeah. It's like, you yeah. never know in those situations. Right. Um, okay. So we can move into the, like the main topic of the conversation today. Yeah. So what we're going to talk about today is creative ways to get a get your down payment for a purchase. Um, and Stella, do you want to start us off? Yeah, I think I think we should talk about how we got the funds for our first properties. That yeah. could be that be that could be good. Yeah. So my first place, the Lake City condo. Well, I just want to preface that my parents are not rich. <laughs> <laughs> um, my family like literally has no money. So like, <laughs> ideally, I would have asked my parents for money, but that was not an option so I when I graduated college I lived at home for like three years and I saved a lot of money like I basically pretended I was like paying rent but just paying myself <laughs> so I would like put that money away in the savings account and like bought some stocks and stuff like that like some lower stocks and then basically my mom kind of kicked me out because <laughs> she was like how long are you gonna live here for and I'm like I don't know she's like why don't you go buy a place and I was like I was really like, I, I'm pretty sure I said no at first. And I was like, no. And she was like, she like got me an agent from the newspaper and was like, no, you're going to go look at some properties. And so, yeah. So I want to thank my mom for kicking me out, but also for, you know, nudging me towards the right direction. Yeah, so, definitely. um, yeah. So I think my first down payment, I don't know. I don't know how much I saved, maybe like 30 grand or something. What was that like a percentage wise? It was like around 15%. I remember. Um, both my properties were around 15%. And um, ideally, you know, I wanted 20 because that's kind of what I've been reading or, you know, avoid that PMI and all that. But, like, the PMI didn't even end up being that much. It was, like, yeah. I don't know, a couple hundred a year or something. It's not much. Yeah, it's, like, was literally nothing. So, um, yeah, so that's kind of how I got the funds for my first property. I just saved pretty aggressively for, like, three years. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, for me, it was pretty similar. I, I partnered up with my friend, as I mentioned before. So we split the cost of the down payment. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was basically just, um, you know, I was putting money away. There's obviously a lot more creative ways that you can do it. Um, you know, you mentioned like I, neither of our families are, are rich. So, but if you have family funds, like no shame in your game. Like that's, oh, you yeah. should take advantage of If you of have it. that one grandma that's like yeah. sitting <laughs> on a bunch of cash and you kind of, she might like pass. Yeah. <laughs> <next time. laughs> doesn't, doesn't hurt to hint. She probably <laughs> wants to help. Just, you know, yeah. just talk to her. <laughs> just talk She'd to her. She'd be happy. Be honest and have a good smile. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually, I had a client that um, they were getting outbid on a lot of houses and they, their parents had the cash to allow them to make a cash offer. And so they actually, they they got a loan from their parents. They had it written up with an attorney and everything. So nice. they have like a payment structure, but their parents paid cash for it. So like on, in their offer, mm -hmm. they were able to say, I'm a cash buyer which was helpful for them. Oh, that's awesome. I hope the interest rate was lower than what it currently is. Yeah. <laughs> so like 1% or something. Oh, well, I don't know. I'm sure they've worked out a deal. Yeah, it's like 10%. No. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't get tricked. <laughs> Payday loan from your parents. They're actually sharks. Yeah, watch out. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of other like creative ways that a lot of people might not know about. Um, one big one might be you know your 401k. Mm -hmm. And there's actually a couple ways that that could be a source of funds there's an option that everybody has um, you can actually take a loan out mm -hmm. from yourself 
from your 401k to pay for your house. Um, and do you know, do you know anybody that's done that? My brother. Yeah. Do you, yeah, yeah. My brother did that. I, he didn't really tell me the details of how much like the interest was or all, or all that, but the interest is towards yourself, right? So you're basically paying yourself to take that money out. Yeah, exactly. There is interest, but that when you paying it back, it goes back into your 401k account. So yeah, it's a, it's, there's not a, like a losing scenario. Yeah. There. And I think there's a limit. I think it's only up to 10, 10 K. I think maybe. it's a percentage. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. It's like a certain percentage of the total oh, value there. Gotcha. There okay. might be like a total limit, but yeah, if you have like a sizable 401k, um, you know, you, your 401k is earning like the market rate of interest, or, like however much the general stock market is mm-hmm. going up. But a lot of times real estate can be, uh, that can be an investment that might outperform your 401k and you have a place to live so <laughs> so yeah exactly so that's yeah. what it really comes down to is where is your money going to earn you more mm-hmm. um and i think in a lot of situations it could be real estate so it's not uh i wouldn't rule out the 401k you can actually um you can actually also cash out your 401k in during covid this might still be going on but um every a lot of people know there's a tax penalty for cashing out early. It's like 30% or something, right? Yeah, it's pretty hefty. Yeah. Um, and I think this is still going on, but because of COVID, they had they created an, another program where you can cash out your 401k without any tax penalty. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So oh, so I actually did that um, and used those funds to buy my second house. Oh, I did not... Oh, I got to look into this. Yeah, yeah. No, you should check it out. There's a lot. There's always new programs, especially lately with COVID going on. Um, there's been all sorts of new stuff, um, like mortgage deferral. and Yeah. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff out there. But, yeah, the 401K is a big one. Um, do you have what other what other creative? Just a quick, quick point on that. My When my brother took his loan out, he was switching companies. And when you switch companies, you actually have to pay back that entire loan to your 401k program. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so, like, if you are taking out a loan on your 401k, make sure you're going to stay at that company long enough to pay that back. Because otherwise, they want you to pay it back as soon as you leave. So, just an FYI on that one. Nice. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Cool. Um, another one. <laughs> yeah. I, I, one other, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a homeowner already... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's potentially ways you can use the equity that you have in your current home or, or, or homes to buy another house. Um, like you can take out a line of credit from your house and potentially use that for a down payment. There's kind of some creative solutions that you can do with, with the equity there. Um, and I think the best way to dig into that a little deeper would be to contact uh, your real estate agent and lender mm-hmm. to kind of like figure out the specifics of your situation but that that can be a source of funds too gotcha. okay yeah that's a good one i know a lot of people who do that based on the real estate like groups i'm in seems like that's a very popular way to keep buying properties yeah especially as like an investor so one other thing you can do if you own a property is uh, if you have a loan on it or even if you don't um, like let's say you bought a property for you know, 400,000. And then, um, you, you had a loan on it for 300,000, let's just say. And then you did some improvements to the property. Like you put 25,000 in or something and you like mm-hmm. redid the kitchen or whatever. Then you could go and actually refinance that property. So get a new loan 
they would appraise it again and take into account the upgrades you did. Mm-hmm. So maybe they say now it's worth 500000 and you still want to only have like a 75% loan. So you could get a, a bigger loan and actually get your cash back out to use for another Yeah, isn't that property. like the infamous Burr? That's Burr. What, yeah. It's like buy, buy rehab, rehab, refinance, refinance. reinvest. <laughs> something like that something like that yeah yeah <laughs> we should probably know what that is but yeah that's the burr method yeah. um so if you look that up on google i'm sure you'll find a there's a lot ton of, of videos info. of people who've done that so that's really popular too yeah um and the and, other and well there's like the also the other conventional stuff like getting another job like i know it sucks but like sometimes if you just grind it out for six months you can get like you know enough money for a down payment with the market right now everyone's looking for like baristas and bartenders and like all the service industries are are looking for people so if you you know have a little bit of experience doing that as a teenager this might be a good time to get out there and get that twenty dollar an hour for like six months and you know buckle down so there's that yeah totally you can just grind it out a little bit more Mm -hmm. make it work make it work it's worth it i don't know it is. And yeah, I think we mentioned this on another podcast, but I think probably the the most important takeaway for all, the majority of people is you probably don't need as much for your down payment as you think you do. That's right, yeah. So kind of just knowing actually exactly what you need might be the biggest game changer in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Going back to our first episode, you don't need that 20%. Um, I know people are kind of scared of that PMI payments which we can go into another episode on but um it's it's not as much as people think it is yeah exactly yeah yeah any other ideas i actually don't yeah rob a bank rover yeah Yeah, make a band (laughs) i don't know go babysit be a nanny i don't know yeah if you guys can think of any uh any other (laughs) interesting solutions let us know but, uh, oh, trading stock. I, I forgot to mention that. I did do that for my second property. I wouldn't recommend it because, <laughs> you know, it wasn't, I mean, like, I did lose money at some times, but um, there was a particular stock that went crazy during the pandemic, and it was just, like, wild. Yeah. Were yeah. you, like, day trading, or you're no, just, like, it long, was a, long, it buy was, and hold? It was a buy and hold, but it just went crazy. The Tesla stock went crazy. Nice. It, like, I don't even know what happened. It was just, like, kept doubling or something and then, and then it split at one point so i had like way more shares than i did in the beginning so yeah i don't know i'm not a day trader and i don't recommend day trading but if you're a buying holding person um you know tesla and some of those other ev stuff are, are good ones to just hold and see what happens and you know you never know what might happen right so yeah i think it you know keep Anywhere but your bank account is, you know, if you're in don't the stock. Don't do it. Don't put it in your savings account. They're robbing you. Those banks are robbing They're yeah. using your money to give that money to someone else to make money off that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. It's everybody. awful. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I think that's it. For yeah, time. I think that's all for today. Um, but, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If anybody needs help buying or selling any type of real estate in the Pacific Northwest area, King County specifically, Mm -hmm. but Snohomish, Pierce, Mm -hmm. um, you guys can contact us. We have our email and phone numbers in the bio. So just don't hesitate to reach out to us directly. And yeah, thanks for listening. Yep. Let's connect. Thanks.